0: Welcome to the new episode of Starting Your Own Coffee Shop. I am Jerry Stolani, the founder of Café Chocolat in downtown DC. I had no experience when I started four years ago, and if I can do it, you can too. Tune in. The podcast finally has a home on the web at ristretto-time.com, T-R-E-T-T-O time, T-I-M-E dot com. Sorry, Stratotime dot com. And uh, the reason why I decided to set up a website is because I wanted to make sure that I gave you, the listeners, a way to provide feedback, to communicate back. Uh, and also to let me know if there are things you want me to talk about, there are questions that you have, uh, issues that you're running into, and want a second opinion, um, I would gladly love to uh, to help out. So it's also a good way to uh, provide feedback. So again, ristretotime.com. Welcome to uh, this new episode. This is an important episode. Uh, we talk a little bit about the entrepreneurial mindset. Now, I understand the the podcast is about starting a coffee shop, but a coffee shop is a startup just like anything. It's a business just like anything, and and you need to have a certain type of uh, mindset and stamina to be able to start, stick with it through thick and thin, and be able to persevere and succeed. So my guest here today is somebody that I've followed for a, a long time. He is a serial entrepreneur and has a, a very interesting background. You know, so my guest is uh, Alban Salami, and he has this uh, amazing ability to basically start a business, run it for a couple of years, close it up, sell it, and then start a new one right away. It's been interesting to, to follow him, and I want to learn today what his strategy is for being able to just kind of turn on the dime and 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 stay focused on the next new thing and the next new thing and the next new thing so i'm gonna open up the floor uh to you Alban. welcome
1: thank you jared congratulations on uh your podcast i'm a, I'm a big fan i've uh, listened to all the episodes and i'm actually glad you're doing it because i've even thought about opening a coffee shop myself so Whenever I make that decision, I'm gonna re-listen to all the episodes. <laughs> thank you,
0: thank you. Well, uh, maybe we'll get a chance to talk about your uh, coffee shop idea today. For sure. So tell tell uh, I guess the the listeners a little bit about you, a little bit about your background.
1: Yeah. So uh, my family immigrated to the U.S. about 20 years ago from Albania. Um, I am the founder of Shipful. Uh, it's formerly known as Redix Black. Um, we're an apparel company uh, that celebrates Albanian heritage with unique designs that uh, people can wear every day. Uh, before uh, before this company, Shipful, um, I founded uh, Vernato, which was a really cool t-shirt brand that was inspired by a lot of the world's history and culture. And that's actually where we, we met as well. So we'll get more into that. Um, and afterwards, uh, I founded Alban Football, which uh, was the first ever e-commerce site to sell the authentic products of the Albanian national team. Um, and uh, now I'm uh, focusing 100% on Shipful. Uh Bernardo definitely has a, a special place in my heart,
0: and I and I, I would love to, maybe I don't know, maybe um, in the future, maybe you can bring it back and right. and and see it grow. I I really thought. It, it had the opportunity to be a really, really fun lifestyle brand. I thought you, you know, you did a lot with it. So tell tell me a little bit about what you're currently working on right now. When did you start out with your first business?
1: Uh, I think I was a senior in high school. I was 18 years old, I believe. And um, yeah, it was actually the second semester of my senior year in high school that I kind of Got this idea that I was going to start selling things online. It was starting to uh, become popular at the time, uh, especially on eBay. Um, and it was an interesting time, you know, like it was uh, compared to what, what we have going on now with uh, how e-commerce has evolved. Back then, it was just a wild west. You know, it, it was kind of interesting to, to learn and a lot of obstacles. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, it's been almost uh, 14 years now, so.
0: Yeah. So, and, and in between, right. So in, in these 14 years, right. So you had Vernato and then you had that month football. And now you have Shipful, uh, which used to be, um, Reddick's black. Uh, I think it's a great concept. Um, I'd love to, to see how that evolves, but
1: uh, how are you able to
0: turn on a dime? Right. Vernato, what happened to it?
1: Yeah. You know, Vernato was just, uh, there was a lot of things that were going on, uh, you know, one of the episodes that you recorded was uh, Your Business is Not Your Baby. And I think that was, you know, I started to laugh because I actually treated, you know, my first business as a baby. And uh, I, I kind of looked at it very emotionally. And as much as I really enjoyed all the products and, uh, you know, the mission that we had, it, it was just it, it was just not a business, you know. So I was dumping a lot of money. But one of the things with Vernato was that it kind of laid a foundation for, for my future businesses. I learned a lot about... Uh, Manufacturing, about branding, about marketing, about running an online business, um, and like I mentioned earlier, you know, starting this was in 2010, I believe. It was it was wild then, you know. It was it was really hard to open an online store. You had to hire programmers, and you know, take months to to get anything uh, done. Um, and so I, I learned a lot of that, and it kind of uh, helped me uh, start uh, my other business eventually. And yeah. um, the other thing that I learned with Bernardo, which I think is it's a great lesson for anybody starting out, is that you have to learn to fail fast. And um, and sometimes yeah. it's difficult, you know, when you're starting out because you're very emotional. And most people are, you know, when they start business, especially entrepreneurs, they're just emotional about it. You know, they obviously feel that there's a need for it or there's something missing. So they get attached to it. Um, And that's great, you know, but at the same time, you have to learn how to, you know, kind of break away with it when, when you know, the time comes. And um, I learned the hard way with with Bernardo.
0: Yeah. You know, this this idea of falling in love with your business and treating it like it's your baby, especially – I feel like a lot of people, it's like their dream to open their own coffee shop, like they're a lawyer somewhere, but then they keep thinking about, I'm going to retire and I'm going to have my own coffee shops. And it's so easy to get caught up in the, well, this is a labor of love and then kind of realize that you're spending so much money into it and it's not really generating anything for you, you know, or it's not generating much. And at some point, you just kind of have to sit down and, and say, well, is this a hobby or is this a yeah. business, right? A lot of people forget about the, the concept of sunk cost, right? It's like this idea of, well, I've put so much money into it, I can't stop now. Well, don't think about it. That money's already gone. Don't sure. throw good money after bad. So, yeah, that's a, that's a great – definitely. A, thanks for bringing that up. That's a, a great concept. Do you Do you do like – do you have like a routine or do you have things you always go back to? Whenever you're feeling like, okay, I need to start fresh now to kind of get back into that mindset of, of starting, because what you do is more difficult than starting a business, running it and keeping it. Is there a routine that keeps you going? Is there
1: something you do? Um, no, I think it's just a matter of a need, you know, I think any, anytime I want to start a business, I feel like, uh, I, I look at, I look at the market and I, I look at the niche that I, I really, uh. I want to get involved with and I lately, you know, one of the things that I, I think about, especially in the e-commerce space, I think it's really important to, to have a certain niche uh, you can really feel really passionate about. And, um, and I think that's uh, just a matter of being aware, you know, in, in, in your, in your, in your market or wherever you are in the world. Um, so I try to focus on that and I, I develop uh, the business around it. Um, it's, it just kind of, it kind of comes naturally because I, I'm constantly, thinking about new ideas and whenever I feel like there is a business behind it I, I kind of just start and don't don't think much from there I, I can and I go back to a lot of my lessons that I've learned throughout these years that you know how how I can start it and you know the time that I need to put into to you know to uh, to start it so
0: yeah uh, do you have uh, like a research strategy um like when you do your research for a new business, like do you, is there is are there a few things you look
1: at? Sure, I'm I'm looking at uh, how much people are interested in the niche. Um, like for example, uh, the past couple of businesses I've been involved with uh, the Albanian uh, diaspora market. So I'm originally from Albania, and uh, I'm really uh, I'm really involved with that that community. And so one of the things that I did with uh, Alban football is that I was living in, uh, at the time, I I believe I was living in Boston. And so I would talk to a lot of other Albanians and they would always ask me, hey, you know, do you know where we can find Albanian um, national team jerseys? And so I I spoke to a few people and then I kind of realized, you know, listen, I I have the experience to develop an e-commerce business around it. And so that kind of uh, brought the idea that I can I can develop a business around it because I certainly wasn't the only one looking for these products and so it's uh, it's something that I've been focusing on uh, which which I, I thought it was a very
0: interesting market to get to I, I, I actually when when you and I talked about it a while back I, I didn't think it was <laughs> it was gonna go anywhere I just thought it was too niche. But uh, but, uh, you had a a really good hunch there. So kudos to you. What about, um, I I know that you actually read a lot of business books as well. What are you reading lately?
1: Yeah. So I've been getting a lot into stoicism Uh, right in front of my desk in my office here. I have uh, the daily stoic by uh, Ryan Holiday. I think it's a, it's it's a great book. I started my day off with this Uh, and I kind of uh, shift back and forth between uh, Marcus Aurelius and Seneca. Um, I've, I've been a big fan of business books and I, I still read occasionally, but I think lately uh, something that kind of really speaks to me is, uh, is the philosophy of stoicism. And so I've kind of trying to get more into that.
0: All right. So let's, let's stop at, at, um, uh the topic of stoicism because yeah. it's honestly when, when I thought about this episode and, and it's, it's, it's awesome that, that this is what you're actually getting into lately. Uh, when I thought about setting this episode up, that's what I had in mind, right? Um, I had in mind uh, stoic thought. I'm, I'm a, a big supporter of, of, of the philosophy. And, and I been in a, in a weird way, practicing it for years. Right. I actually did get introduced it by ryan holiday which mm. which yeah. i i got introduced to because of a marketing book and then i started diving into uh his other things and and new and got into marcus aurelius and stuff so why does stoicism feel like a good philosophy for you you know in terms of like a business mindset let's let's take a step back let's explain to people who don't know stoicism what it is do you want to take a stab at it or do you want to take a stab at it All right. So obviously, I'm, you know, I'm not going to explain philosophical terms, but but basically stoicism comes from the Greek and and Roman uh, philosophical thought. Uh, It actually comes from the word stoia, which is a platform. So the crux of it is life life is pain, Um, similar to Buddhist thought, I guess, Life is pain and you just kind of have to learn to live with it and have to learn to love it. Uh, one of Seneca's letters, when he was writing to his protégé, he basically says, because, you know, he, like, you know, in his letters, right, he, he talks a lot about fighting with the Epicureanists. And he basically says that an old man of ours would do much, much better with a chopped hand than an old man of theirs, right? Um, I'm getting too much into details, but the easiest way to explain this, the Stoics kind of looked at life as... You're a dog tied to a, to a cart, right? And wherever the cart goes, you go. If the cart stops, you stop. So it's giving up control because you don't have none and learning to love things as they come and looking at them unemotionally.
1: But yeah, I think that uh, stoicism is, you know, also not to take yourself too seriously. You know, How does reading daily stoic kind of keeps you on track, keeps you on that mindset? Uh, I, I think the best use of it for me is the fact that I get to uh, read stories about people that lived 2,000 years ago that are going through the same things that I might be going towards. And I think that kind of puts things in perspective that whatever it is that I'm going through, it's completely natural and that somebody else has gone through it and everything will be all right um, and it, it just kind of, it, it starts my day in a sense with that thought in mind and it helps me put things in perspective and, and kind of, you know, develop the rest of my day. Yeah. I don't know if I did a good job with that, but.
0: No, it's, it's, it's great. And I think that's, that's actually the best way to look at it. I mean, it's, it's so funny, right? So like you read Marcus Aurelius and they, it's the same stuff, <laughs> the same Yeah, stuff. exactly. You exactly. Yeah, there's one thing on his book too, or or his second chapter. I think the first little stanza there just says, you know, when you wake up, just remind yourself that you're going to run into thieves and scoundrels, and, and you know, and and good people and bad people and whatever. And it's just this is what life is. This is what your day is. Don't take anything seriously because you now expect it. There's there's people out there that that's their intention. They're 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 not there to. To help in any way, their intention is to help themselves, right, at, at your expense, and you you know that that's it's you don't get surprised, right? Sure. When you when you run into it, one of the things that I've incorporated into my life, I've started doing the Marcus Aurelius thing, where you you know you just write stuff in a journal. So it's not like a a journal in the sense of this is what I did today and this is how it went, but whatever there if there's a thought in my head that i that i think i should keep or if there's something that i got to get out of my chest i just write it down in this booklet and it's 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 been huge therapy for me um, how long have you been doing so it for now oh man i'm so here's the thing i'm on book 3 um i started in 2015 oh, wow. And it takes me a good year and a half to two years to go through a book, right? Because I'm not, I could go through a month and a half without writing a note. And then I could write just literally one line. And then I could go two or three more weeks without writing anything. And then the next thing I write is like five pages long, you know, <laughs> about <laughs> whatever the situation is. But I go back to the books now and, and, and he puts things in perspective, things that were, to me seemed like life and death situation, you know, three or four years ago. I don't think about them. any, You know, I don't think about them today. That alone is similar to what you just said. Like other people have gone through it and they're still doing fine. And it makes me kind of go back and I read them. I read notes and and I'm like, wow. Yeah, I can. I remember how stressed I was at this time. (laughs) But like, look at me now, you know, it's like that. Who cares? I probably, I probably was way too worried about it and it, at the end of the day, it didn't really matter.
1: And that's growth, you know, like whenever you come to that point where you did the things that, you know, you worried about six months ago, they seem to not worry you now. That means that you've grown, you know, you've you've gone. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I really recommend and I don't know if I'm sure you probably read it. Ryan's book, The Obstacle is the Way, is I want to say the book that I gift the most often. It's a book that I've bought a lot of times and I've Giving it to family and friends as a gift, just because it it is the best intro to uh, stoicism.
1: Stoicism. Yep. Yeah. I think that's and, a fair uh, assessment.
0: Yeah, and I, and I think I think one of the most important things, and I, I you know I don't want to get too morbid, uh, you know here that that Stoics you know kind of spend a lot of time talking about is death right Mm -hmm. um it's the fact that listen you you have one life to live Uh, and i i read a quote very recently but it was it made a lot of sense and it said uh man has two lives and the second one begins when he learns that he has only one life to live i love that you know yeah and 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 i you know i read that and i saw that in myself like think about all the time you spend partying and doing whatever, and then there's a point in time when you kind of realize, wow, my time is running out. Sure. And then you start getting serious about
1: yeah. <laughs> stuff. When, when do you think that happened for you? You know, I'm curious.
0: Maybe about six or seven years ago, which is really late, right? Because I'm I'm not 15, <laughs> but... Uh, which is really late, I think. But it, it hit me then, and actually that's the reason why I even got to open the coffee shop, because at the end of the day, I thought to myself, I've always wanted to do this. And, and if I don't do it now, you know, when am I going to do it? That's when it hit me and it's accelerated ever since, especially watching, you know, my son now he's four grow. Now it, in a weird way, it kind of helps prioritize your day, right? Uh, This
1: idea of you have only one life to live. And you know, what's important.
0: So um you and I have spoken a while back about your desire to open a coffee yes. shop.
1: Yes. Why why do you want to open a coffee shop? Uh probably for the wrong reasons. <laughs> and, <laughs> well tell uh, me. I, I, I want to hear it. <laughs> I can't seem to find the uh... <laughs> Find a good cup of coffee where i live in virginia beach and uh if, a no, it's, a, it's a bad reason because i think that i just it's it goes back to the conversation you had with uh with uh, travis yesterday that uh he uh you can't just focus on the five percent of your uh your uh, customer base and i feel like i am the five percent of the customer base and i shouldn't open a coffee shop for for the five percent um but i i think that uh uh You know, I'm 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 kind of a coffee snob. Obviously, I don't think I'm the levels that you are because you you have the experience of, you know, being the owner of a coffee shop and traveling and tasting all kinds of coffee. But I certainly don't uh, appreciate, like, the standard coffee that you see on most, uh, you know, independent coffee shops. I I want something that's a bit more more interesting.
0: So, uh, two things on that. You know, why I will disagree with you on your decision. One, um, Apple was built on fanboys, sure. you know, um, and two, I had a, an exchange with um, the owner of a, a pretty interesting small local, I, I don't want to call it a chain because it's only like two shops, okay. uh, but but it's a, a roaster vigilante coffee. He's like, listen, I built a coffee shop out of love and, and I built the coffee business out of love because you know he was focused on that 1% that's looking for that specific type of coffee and he actually at least last time i, I was there to get some espresso you can get two or three espressos of the say or two espressos and he's got plates or boards specifically for that where you can you can almost like taste two separate espressos uh and 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 see which one you like right which is so he's carrying
1: two different kinds of like uh, blends of espresso
0: or i probably have to run back to to that shop and see but they're constantly bringing new things Uh, and promotions you know for for the shop right so
1: yeah do it well you know um one of the good things about virginia beach is that the city has grown a lot um so virginia beach is where i live at the moment and we have a, a really cool coffee shop uh, you know we uh, we went there together when you came here we three ships and they have a roastery as well so they've done a really good job and it's it's great to see like uh, their journey because they started with a cart like a small little truck Um, And now they've grown into like a, like a roastery and they have a retail space. And now actually they're opening a second one. So it means that uh, the market here um, wants more, well, let's say better coffee options. So that's definitely uh, something that I think about, you know, and if, uh, if I decide to pursue it, you know, it might be something that uh, we're going to have to talk a lot more about. (laughs)
0: But that's also the, the, a really good way to to fail small, right? You start with a coffee sure. cart, and if that yeah. coffee cart doesn't work out, you lost five thousand yeah. dollars. Who cares, right? I even thought about um, doing that.
1: You know, I said that maybe that's something that I'll start with, like a little coffee cart. I've been following some pages on Instagram about coffee carts around the world. They're really interesting. Just people with like a little uh, small bike have an espresso machine in the back. They kind of go everywhere. They create communities. It, it's kind of cool to see, you know. Um, Especially, you know, you can start focusing on that 5% around the city. And then if enough people like it, you know, you can grow from there. So what's Uh, stopping you? Nothing. I mean, at the moment, it's just a matter of focus. Uh, It's just a matter. I can only do so much things at a time. Um, But uh, I think eventually once once I get these businesses that I have at the moment uh, automated, I will perhaps think about it, you know, because I love coffee. And I think that it's something that I can certainly see myself doing. Having a coffee shop, I, I can certainly, you know, imagine and, and visualize myself uh, behind the counter with all the stressful things yeah. happening. So,
0: man, I mean, if I if I think somebody will succeed at it, uh, <laughs> I know you will because you've you've you keep you keep always proving me. Wrong on on, on, on things, so, <laughs> so, even things that I like. You know, I'm gonna hit you gonna up work. for the coffee
1: shop. And, uh, though I, I've been we'll, so, we've been so. yeah, we've been talking the last year or so. I always send you questions or ideas that I have about yeah. the coffee shop. So we'll see where it goes.
0: But um, yeah, no, I would definitely. Um, I think I think it would be a lot of fun. There's definitely a market out there, and I think now with with COVID, kind of, I I don't know. I, I want to think that we've passed the the worst part of it and now things are going to start looking better i think people are going to start going sure. out there they're going to start looking for <clears throat> more
1: just more experiences experiences
0: and things like that so it's, it's and the thing with coffee as
1: well it. i think that a lot of just to kind of be on an optimistic note is that uh, the idea of, like we're never going to go back to like this new normal um I mean, that's that's a whole nother topic but i think with coffee especially with espresso it's just the experience that you get in a coffee shop that you will never replicate at home. You know, you can have the best espresso machine at home, but just this, the sound of it, you know, with people combined at a coffee shop, it's, it's, it's priceless. And I think that really good coffee shops yeah. are always going to be in business. And that's something that people need to think about. And,
0: uh, and Amazon can no, take that away it. from yeah. you, you know, they they can kill anything else unless they get into the coffee shop. Yeah. Business, and then, you know, it's that
1: point, you anyway, all
0: right <laughs> but, What's the future look like for Shipful? Well,
1: uh, two thousand twenty-one, we will f- introduce a jewelry line, and I think that's going to be our focus uh, for for next year. Um, we, yeah. So, what's the concept? So, Shipful, ship in a sense, is. Uh, an extension of Vernalto. With Vernalto, the idea was to focus on cultures around the world, whereas with Shipful, our focus is strictly on Albanians and Albanians living around the world and providing them with uh, apparel that are designed in a creative way that have meaning behind it. And that's basically what what we focus on, is that everything that we do, there is a story behind it, there is a, there's a historical element, there is a cultural element, and we wanna make sure that we, uh, we provide a really interesting and cool designs. And also all of our designs are made by Albanian artists. So we work strictly with uh, Albanian artists living all around the world. So they get a percentage of every artwork that's being sold. And um, yeah, that's basically, you know, our, our focus is completely uh, into Albanians living around the world. We're, we're a very small uh, nation, but full of uh, pride. So. Yeah. That's great. That's great. So, uh, yeah, that's, like, uh, yeah, that's going to be the focus for 2021. And, you know, we still think that there's a lot of other people that don't know about what we're doing. So we want to make sure we, uh, we tell them about it. So that's going to be the, the primary focus. And, uh, you know, the good thing with e-commerce and COVID was that it kind of accelerated our, our, um, I guess our business because more people were looking at online and uh, it we're also are you know a lot of that now there's this movement that's supporting small businesses, so that's really helped us as well. And um, yeah, so twenty twenty one should be uh, should be a great year. I'm optimistic for it.
0: Awesome. All right. Well, looking forward to uh, seeing yeah. the new product line, and uh, and maybe we can um, at some point have another. When when I talk about your coffee shops, maybe I can bring you in and yeah, we can talk good. about how do you, the online yeah. part. Of well, it, you right? know, another
1: another great episode would be uh, we could uh, do a just a question based episode for any person that wants to start a new coffee shop, just like detailed questions, maybe even technical questions about like different coffee machines or so on and so forth. So that's a, that's another thing. Yeah,
0: awesome. Okay, we'll thank do you it. so much, Thanks, Josh. Beth.
1: Good luck. Thanks for your time.
0: we We'll, you so we'll talk. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, here we are at the end of this episode. I've had a lot of fun. Uh, Keep an eye out for future episodes. We'll be bringing in uh, some people with some deep knowledge in various areas of running and owning a coffee shop or a coffee business. Um, So we'll give you guys chances to ask questions um, or even get live on one of our episodes as well. So until then, have a good rest of the day.